Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Good morning. Uh, my name is Pascal Hamlin, President and CEO of Butterra Resources. Uh, we're a gold advanced exploration company based in Quebec with three advanced projects with over 3 million ounces in resource in all categories that was released in June 2021. Uh, we also own a mill uh, with, within the camp and that mill is permitted and it's, being, it's in the permitting process currently to increase the capacity to 2,400 tons a day from 800. Pascal, how are you, sir? I'm seeing you since beginning of February. Yeah, good. A lot of things happened since the last time we spoke. Well, that's why I'm checking in. I've seen a few headlines, so I thought there's a few, enough, enough for us to talk about. We're not going to get bored, so that's the good news. Um, yeah. Hey, well, like, um, first of all, you're up from 129 to 138 since we spoke. Um, good, just, you know, chugging along nicely. But the thing that caught my eye, obviously, put the mineral resource out. Um, were you pleased with what you got? Yeah, like uh, there was a lot of work done uh, in the last two years. Uh, we drilled over 130,000 meters since the last resource. Uh, we hired two consulting firms to do the uh, resource estimate this winter. Um, we applied the, the new guidelines from November 2019 that were not in place when we did the last resource. So we, uh, we did stop constraint uh, resource and uh, under 30,000 meter drilling, two consulting firms. So this resource that we just released is pretty solid. And even with all this um, uh, restriction on, on the resource modeling, we still managed to increase the, the ounces by close to a million. Okay, so, so, so not bad, not bad. So you take the first thing you told me you were going to do last time, which is get the resource out. You've done it. The next thing you were going to be telling me you're going to be working on for this year would be the PEA. So what, what is the timing on that? That's right. The, the PEA started uh, before we released the resource. Uh, we're, we're staying with SLR. We're really satisfied with the professional uh uh, people that they have. So SLR is doing the PEA this summer. Um, the, resource gel, uh, the resource model were ended over to the mine engineers last week. So they're on the mine design right now. Uh, Q4 is the expected date uh, for the, resource, uh, the PEA to be out. Okay. And you can, that also suggests you know what you're going to be doing with, with the mill. I think it was sort of 800 ton a day type capacity, but uh, where are you with that? Yeah, the, the mills is currently permitted for 800 um, and to process material from the bachelor mine. So the permitting that we requested a few years back is to process material from various sites at 2,400 tons a day. Uh, we answered all the questions. The environmental impact study submitted. Uh, the last series of questions were received this winter. We answered to the, we answered them in March. So we're currently waiting for either additional questions or the permit. Right. You don't know which. Well, because I, I think you're getting a bit of stick in the market about you know not being clear about the timing on that one, but it you, it's not in your hands. Well, you know, that's why that's why I talk to people like you, Matt, so uh, people can understand where we're at with the permitting and uh, the PEA. Um, we're also drilling. You know, we got uh, we got a, we drill an average of ten thousand meters per month between the three projects. Um, 
Last, this winter, there was uh, a little bit of drilling that was uh, pure greenfield because uh, we're in the last year of a, an option agreement with uh, Cisco Mining. So we had to commit some, uh, some, some uh, investment on exploration on the Duke property. The Duke property is between uh, Windfall and Gladiator. So we were using the, the Gladiator core shack and the Gladiator camp to lodge the workers. So this winter, there was a little bit less drilling done at Gladiator because of that. A lot of the uh, energy was put on Duke because we already invested over $4 million. You're not going to stop after investing $4 million on a property. No, for, for sure. Let, let, let me let me come to that. I did, I've got loads of questions on that. I, I just want to finish on the mill bit. Okay, so obviously you've, yeah. you've you've submitted your answers back. Good. What do you have any sense of the economics around the mill in terms of how much more money you're going to need to spend on that um, over whatever time frame that you've you've done the analysis on? And um, in, indeed, you know, is it going to be as productive as you think? You know, is eight eight hundred ton Today, a minimum given where, where it has produced in the past? The, the mill can start at 800 anytime. So, 800 tons a day, there's no investment. Well, maybe some repairs, you know, like less than a million dollars. Um, to upgrade to 2,400 tons a day, uh, of course, there'll be sustaining capex on the tilling facility because you, you got to keep raising dike, but it's, but it's not on year zero. There, there'll be maybe a small investment on year zero on the tillings, less than 10 million but the remaining is throughout the life of mine. And uh, now for the, um, and you know, total tailing costs, maybe 20, 25 million, and okay. 10 million on, uh, up front. Right, okay, given okay. we've not really kind of, well, I haven't really kind of got a sense of the economics. If I did, I'd be kind of making up, some, or making some assumptions on this. So, so we say it's, yeah, it's 10 million, it's 25 million in total. What is that? What are the assumptions that you've got or you're working with? I know you haven't done the PA, but what are the assumptions you're working on to say 25 is a good number to spend because the tailings could generate us what? Okay, a good 10 million tons of capacity. Right. So 10 million tons, 25 mil, you're looking at two, two and a half dollars a ton. Okay, right. You know, for storing the material, the tailings itself, uh, the, the mill itself, the process plant, uh, you're going to upgrade on the power line that will be included in the PA. Uh, it's a bit early to talk about cost, but, you know, the range between 10 and 20, maybe, you know, but I, I, I could be off. You know, I'm a mining engineer. I'm not an electrical engineer. And the costs are being worked on right now. But if I looked at other costs in the region, you know, I'm in, the, I'm in that range. Uh, the mill itself, um, the mill, it's an upgrade to go from 800 to 24. So you're looking at less than 100 million. Okay. All in. All in. Like All in. I'm, I'm everything. Okay. So let's let, again, just based on what you're seeing in the region, I don't want you to be forward looking or anything, but again, just help me with some numbers. I want to make some average assumptions here where you go, okay, the tailings components, how, how much tailings do you have? What's the average rough average grade if you know just again help me understand what what could be being spat out the other side and in, in gold or dollar terms yeah yeah so the the let's say tillings and mill all together to process 10 million tons it will cost 120 million so you're looking at um, 
uh, $12 a ton, uh, $12 a ton for the, for, for the capex of the mill and the tillings. You look at, let's say the head grade hitting to the mill, diluted, you know, you're looking at six gram, um, you know, it's going to be about uh, 12. So you're looking at probably $80 an ounce building, building everything. So is that a net number coming out the other end? That's six ounces. Yeah, well, that, that's on the, on the CapEx. On the CapEx, the, right. Yeah, you, you got the operating costs. Um, the operating costs, you're looking at, in this camp, you know, people are narrow vein miners. Uh, they're around $200 a, a ton. So if you do times five, you know, because you're at six gram, so times five, you're looking at about uh, $1,000 an ounce. And if you include the CapEx, you're looking at $1,200 $1, an ounce Canadian. Okay. So, and in Canadian, we're selling at $2,100. So there's, there's a good margin. And, you know, I'm off. Let's say I'm off by, uh, let's say I'm way off. Oh, you still... Let's say I, I, I missed $500 of cost. Well, you still have $500 of margin at the end of the day. And that 500,000, um, 500, yeah, $500 times, let's say off the 3 million ounces, you end up being able to mine 2.5. Well, 2.5 million times $500, that's, that's a lot of profit. It's not bad. You know? Okay. So, You've helped us with some numbers. Okay. Those, those are all... You know, there's a lot of forward-looking statement in this, okay? But I think the PE is going to be looking pretty good. Okay, so I want to be clear. Those are some numbers off the top of your head using numbers that you've seen around you. We're not doing forward-looking on, on, on this. It's just to help people get a sense of the, the scale of the opportunity. Thank you very much. Okay, um, so obviously to that end, to get to the get the PEA done and to continue drilling at 10,000 meters per month, you've raised a little bit of money back in, I think it was, was it March, April? April, uh, yeah. April it was, yeah. 17.5 million bucks. Um, so how much how much you've got in the bank at the moment? Twelve, a little bit over twelve. Right. So um, of course your next question is how much you burn a month. <laughs> Go on then. Go on. <laughs> so uh, we we invest about two two million a month. Okay. So we're we're good. Uh, the the plan is to to complete the PEA and then to assess our options after the PEA is completed. Okay. Fine. Okay. Um, so, so the GNA, you, you, we, we talk, we, by the way, I should point people back to the previous interview we did in February. We'll put a link below because you should see that because we did dive into the kind of back history of this sort of troubled back history before you kind of came along as a CEO and kind of jiggled things up a bit and brought a new team in. It's a completely new management team here. Um, so I do take a look at the link below, anyone watching this. Um, so with, with, with regards to the GNA, you did say to me last time you, you're running a relatively tight ship. I mean, how much has the GNA gone up since we spoke whenever it was five months ago? It didn't go up. Uh, we're, we're maintaining the, the focus is on geology and at the projects, uh, the corporate level. It's uh, myself, the CFO, two or three accountants, and well, two accountants. So it's it's tight, very tight GNA. A um, little bit of marketing, of course, because you, you can have if you have the best project and no one knows about it, 
What is it good for? But the key here is not to market to an extreme. It's to invest in the properties and then market it. So, I mean, just on, just on that, we talked a little bit about some of the legacy issues. I know you took over in December officially, officially but what, is, that getting, is this story getting traction again, you feel? Are people understanding this, that it's been that big switch of management teams and approach? And um, I mean, I know you raised 17.5 million in April, which suggests that people are listening, but then a lot of people have been raising money in this market. People, it's quite frothy. So what's the response been to the story? Well, right now, the, the response is pretty good. That The fact that we said we we're going to do the bulk sample last year at Moroy, we did. Uh, in November, we said we we're going to do 63,000 meters of, of drilling between November and the end of April, done. Uh, we said we we're going to do the resource before the end of June, done. So people will start noticing, you know what, this management team, they're doing what they will say, they, they, they do what they said they were going to do. So I'm telling the market now we're going to do a PEA. Well, they, they can, they can pretty, they can, it's a safe bet to say we're going to have the PEA out before the end of the year. Anyway, I'm going to work hard to deliver. Right. Anyway. Right. Okay. With, with the resource, I mean, how many meters was included in that? And how many has been excluded from it, more importantly? No, the, the, it, it was all um, off the 130,000 meter. There were probably 80,000 meter that were intercepting resource, you know. So I, I would say a good three quarter of our drilling hit the, the, did hit the, um, the mineral envelope. So, and from 2019, what people have to remember in 2019 resource estimate, there was no stop constraint. You know, there were no mining engineers involved. Now in 2021, mining engineers are involved at the resource level. So, you know, those little pocket of resource uh, 500 meters away from any openings on the ground, they're excluded from resource now. All these orphan pockets. So you're gonna, you need good continuity and you need minimal uh, dilution, like minimum thickness. So especially in a narrow vein deposit, like, uh, like in our case, Moroy, uh, a little bit less, but let's say Gladiator. So Gladiator, because you've got a lot of very high-grade vein, but at 0.5 meters, you're going to dilute it to a minimum resource estimate, so 1.2 meters. So everything that was released uh, in, in June 2021 is to a minimum thickness of 1.2 meters. And then you look at great continuity along the strike of the vein. And if it's too, uh, you know, choppy, they're excluded. So uh, there's a lot of restraint applied to that resource. And we still manage to increase it by uh, close to 40, over 40%. Right. So what's the, what's the average um, um, drill depth at the moment? Uh, we're still, we're still like, for the ABCB greenstone, it's considered shallow, like we're zero six hundred meters. Okay, but it starts right on surface. We had to exclude resource because uh, we have to keep crown pillars. Um, Moroy, the uh, the resource is under the tillings facility, so the um, uh, so there's a portion of the the resource that is uh, it, it's not. 
it's excluded from the resource estimate. And the same thing at Gladiator, because the resource are under a lake. So we kept a 50 meter, we excluded 50 meters of resource off the resource estimate. Right. So okay. it's a very conservative to me. That resource estimate that we just released is very, very conservative. So how do you, how do you come at that? Because obviously there's a few sort of physical constraints here to this under a lake. Uh, and you kind of got these, you get the regions, but you know, these sort of high grade veins and varying things. I mean, yours aren't too bad. You're obviously half a meter, but up to, you know, eight meters, uh, 4.4 over eight meters, nine grams over 3.6, you know. So they're, they're, they're nice, it's not, you know, in terms of any dilution issues, it's, it's not, you know, it's not problematic for you. But do you know how you're going to come at this? Like, do you already have a picture in your head about how you're going to approach this before we get the PEA announced at the end of the year? Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, in the PEA, most likely Gladiator is going to be a decline. Okay, okay. Decline going down and you're going to mine. Uh, actually, we had a meeting yesterday with, uh, with the mining engineers. Uh, we're looking at uh, um, uh, sub-level retreat, you know, top down and bottom up. Okay. Um, you know, narrow vein, narrow vein stope, um, three like openings, three by three meters, and you mind you mind the width of the vein. And the key is to have sub-levels interval maximum fifteen meters. So that way you don't have that dilution. Like if you're trying to push too much on your development, then you, you end up with way too much dilution on your stopes. So very tight level development, uh, longitudinal stopes. Um, so it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a very interesting uh, deposit, I tell you, because uh, one thing that Joe reminded me, they uh, some of them. They've been at other mines in the in the camp, and where you have two set of structures like we have at Gladiator, you know, you got the main zone and you got these north dipping zones. These intercept at other mines in the camp here, like Lamac or Sigma, uh, here in Valdor. They you, that's where you had your jewelry box on the intercept of the, those two structures. But try to get that with a diamond drill rig, you know. Try to you know this is on an angle like this, and you try to intercept exactly the junction, near impossible. So it's what, what, what happens at the, those sort of intersections in terms of like the grade? And obviously there'll be, good, what, what does that look like? I mean, are there examples in the, in the district where that's happened, where people have found stuff? Well, at, at Sigma mine, uh, that mine was in operation from 19, in the 19, like 1936 uh, up until, uh, in the late 90s, uh, every time that junction, that's where you had VG. You had visible gold and like flakes, like really flakes, not disseminated gold. So that's why, you, and that's why gladiators sometimes you see capping grade of flight, you know, you're going to have, whoops, suddenly 200 grams over 0.1 meters. It's probably because they, they hit that intercept. So explain to people why you do do that, because we've seen this with a couple of other places, actually in Australia, um, where you, you do have to cap cap it because it just kind of throws the numbers out of whack. So just explain exactly. that to people. Yeah, that's it's because that if you report this to be the average of the area, it's not true because the intersection is where you got the gold flakes, but you, you move 
five inches away and the grade's back to normal six gram, you know? So, but you cannot say you got 200 grams uh, on a three by three meter area because it's a very localized. That's why you do your capping grade. Yeah, okay. No, I think it's important. People get and very, I, and very I excited. I've seen it at Sigma where suddenly, whoops, you got to call security and you, you come and do hand mining. Like I say, you've done you've done everything you said you told me you would do at the beginning of February. Yeah. Okay, so you know what I think that's really good. Um, I, I, PA Q four good. Then sounds like you're going to need to raise some money and make some decisions about what you're going to do next or the speed at which you do things next, right? So what? Yeah. And again, in so, your head ahead, how are you playing it? Well, the, you don't go in production from a PA. So you, you're going to do infill drilling. You're going to increase the confidence um, of your uh, your your resource. So after the PA, we're going to embark on infill drilling in 2022. Uh, it's important to mention to our investors, your, the auditors, that between now and the end of 2021, we're still focused on expansion drilling. So we're, we're going to do a lot of drilling. You're going to see in the press release in July, August, September, it's going to say expansion drilling outside the, 21, the, 20, the June 2021 resource. So we're continuing the expansion. After the PEA, then we're going to, you know, the recommendation from like every other PEA is going to be doing field drilling to proceed to feasibility study. So we're going to do that in 2022. Okay, fantastic. So between now and the PEA, expansion drilling after PEA, you'll do some infill and for the PFS, you know, get that resource number up or certainly the measured indicated yeah. component as best you can. We, we may okay. go directly right. to feasibility. Okay. Because, because, yeah, because of the permitting process that we did for the mill and the tillings, we had to provide to the ministry uh, a lot of detail on the design. So we're, we're pretty well at the feasibility level on the tilling facility. Uh, the mill, there will be some work done, you know, but it, there's no point to do it pre-fees. Might as well go directly to feasibility. So just, just back on the mill and obviously the tailings, is that there's a lot of tailings there. Is, is there any temptation from you guys just to get the ball rolling, get some revenue going? And if the market's positive and it seems to be, just get the mill operating and just feed it from, from the tailings alone and then play catch up later. I mean, again, how do you approach that? You're reading my mind. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, because uh, underground mining, narrow vein, you, you don't start on day one at 2,400 tons a day. It takes times, you know, it takes 18 months sometimes for some certain underground mine to, to ramp up the production. So why, why not? process the material in the existing mill, you know, and then you go zero to 800 tons a day, it will take you anyway close to a year to ramp up. And in the meantime, yeah, you, you prepare your tailings because you're going to keep putting the pulp in the, in the facility, but the mill itself can run at 800 tons a day for uh, many months before you need to inject capitals on the, uh, on the upgrade of the uh, mill. So, Sounds you know, so it, it's in, it's in the cards, okay. and that's what there is. I chance uh, the the investors will see that in the PA. 
You're not going to see the mill, the mill startup construction on day zero. It might be on month six, month 10. That would, that would, be, that would be interesting. So you're saying that the, the PEA could include a, well, a, prov a provision for funding for the mill just to start processing the, the tailings sooner rather than later, get cash flowing, prove the mill's operating, there's a route to market, all of that good stuff, and then you can upsize at a later date once the underground is able to kind of come in and contribute. Exactly. And, and we're going to do, do the trade-off study for okay. sure. Okay, fantastic. Um, between, you know, putting all the CapEx up front and run, run, but I know it's not going to run at 2,400 tons a day on day one, you know, unless, unless the, the mining engineers tells me, you know what, Pascal, these little open pit that we have at Barry, we could process that right away. Actually, talk, you know, talk, so talk, talking of Barry, actually, sorry, sorry to interrupt, is, you know, someone's yeah. mentioned that there was a, um, there was um, some bulk sample from Barry, I mean, and it was in, mentioned in the PowerPoint, but now it's not mentioned in the PowerPoint. What's happened to that? Uh, well, that's uh, well, that's what happened when you got management change. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Um, the, the 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 bulk sample at Barry is um, to me. We did a bulk sample of six hundred thousand tons back in two between two thousand eight and two thousand ten. Um, uh, yeah, the underground still to be confirmed, you know. So we'll do we'll do an underground bulk sample at Barry eventually. But right now, the focus is on the resource and on the PEA. And to do the bulk sample, uh, you need to inject cash. Yeah, it's going to generate the bulk sample at Moroy generated cash. The revenue was higher than the cost of the bulk uh, for Moroy, and it was like ten thousand tons. So I expect the same thing for Barry, um, except Barry, to do the bulk sample at Barry, you're going to truck it to the mill. And that roads needs some capex as well. So you're going to consider that on your, on your cost of the bulk sample. So there, and it's all cash up front. And when you do a bulk sample, uh, you're never 100% sure of the revenue. That's why you do a bulk sample, you know. You know, you know your costs, but you don't, you're not 100% sure of the revenue. So you, you got to be careful when you, um, when you allocate funds for exploration, expansion drilling, PEA and permitting. And then if you take money away from that to put it in a bulk sample, uh, what's going to gain more traction with the investor? Uh, drill results or bulk sample results? So... We decided we're going to go expansion drilling and PEA. That's the decision we took. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.